0: Schedulicity has done it once again. They, uh, uh, in addition to their five thousand dollar a month grant that they give to a barber or to a hairstylist, um, they just uh, they just made it so it's a little bit easier to make some money.
1: Yeah, I mean they uh, came out with a credit card processing uh, payment system called Schedulicity Pays. It's
0: pretty exciting, right? I mean, like they're offering it uh, they're offering credit card processing for one point nine nine percent or ten cents a, a swipe, but.
1: And what's cool about thats That they'll get, even give you a uh, free uh, card reader. That's unheard of, right? Because I know I paid like a bunch of money for mine. Yeah, you know. So they're going to give it to you free, and then only charge you one point nine nine per- percent with uh, ten cent a swipe fee, right? Yeah, you
0: can't beat that. You can't beat that at all. I um, and also, what's really cool too is it works within your Schedule City app, so you don't even have to leave the app or use a different um, like app outside of outside of the uh, you know the the
1: the already app, right? Yeah, you just stay in one platform. That's Can't a, get easier than that either. I'm like...
0: <laughs> I know, right? And you can uh, manage all your, uh, all your papers right through there, right? Yeah, all your inventory and everything.
1: It, You know, all major credit cards are accepted.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. And the best part, which is also what makes Schedulicity incredible, is their their customer service, or as I like to be called... The Rockstars. The Rockstars. So you still have the love, same... Love, the rock
1: stars. the Rockstars. The
0: Rockstars are are the difference makers in this company, as far as I'm concerned. Oh my
1: God. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and so you still get that uh, that that same service with them. Um, so, I mean,
1: literally getting paid just got a little bit better, yeah. And then for uh, more information, just visit SchedulicityCares.com dot com to find out uh, more information on getting paid schedule cares
2: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, hey!
0: Welcome to your day off. My name is Corey, and of course, my best bud Tony. What's up, Tony? What's up, buddy?
1: How you doing? We got, we got, uh, we got another bud with us today. Yes. We got a, a good friend that, uh, you know, cause we're going to be talking about this for a little bit, but you and I have been taking off a little bit more time right, behind the chair due to our, our new obligation with the podcast. Sure. And, you know, we've had this conversation. How do we fund those days off? Mm-hmm. Or there's, there's not really a day off, but you know, there's days that were taken off, uh, to fly around the country or whatever we're doing to, with the podcast. And uh, so when Tim, well, got, yeah, exactly. it's okay though, let's go. But I mean, uh, you know, he, uh, he came up with this conversation, this topic about how to fund your day off. I love it. And so when uh, we saw that, we, we just got so excited because uh, that's something you and I talked about, you know I mean? How, how we're going to fill, You know those days off from from taking off behind the chair, so uh, I am totally excited to learn how to fund my day off.
0: (laughs) I love it too, and it kind of works within you know our name too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Tim. (laughs) I know, right? Mr. Tim Fisk, welcome to uh, Ten Minutes with Tim and your day off.
2: Hello. Who needs a vacation? Right. Exactly. (laughs) I want a vacation right about now. Yeah, for real. Have you
0: Have you planned for it?
2: You know I have, and I'm going to talk about it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, help us plan for ours, because we have no idea what we're doing.
2: Yeah, I'd love to have this conversation with your listeners, because, you know, everybody deserves time off, and we deserve to have that work-life balance, but there's a trap, a big trap in our industry, where um, your time off could actually end up costing you a lot more than it does people who work in other industries. So I want to, you know, have a little conversation about that trap, first of all, and then how we can avoid it going forward
0: let's do it. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, for real. Like, what, do we, what are the considerations? What do we need to think about? How do we plan for it?
2: Yeah, so consider this. I mean, you know, somebody is looking for a vacation, they've been working their butt off, and they're just tired. And they decide, uh, uh, you know, next month, I'm just I'm going to take a week off. So they look ahead, and <laughs> they see that they have uh, a lot of clients. So they have to actually give them a call and rebook them. And that right now, there is setting them up for a little bit of trouble. Um, And I hate that when that happens, and it even happens in my own salon company, uh, because I know that, first of all, uh, they're not going to be able to fit all those guests in, and they're going to end up losing some money. Definitely. So we have this thing that's called opportunity cost. And what opportunity cost is, is you're going to take a vacation, right? Let's say your vacation uh, costs $2,000, airfare, hotel, whatever, eating out. Um, But then there's that time off that you're taking away from work. If that time off actually results in you earning less money in that period, whether it's that month or even that quarter or even the year than it did in the previous year, then you have to add that loss of income to the cost of your vacation. And in some cases, it could add another $1,000 to the cost of your vacation. So now a $2,000 vacation just costs you $3,000. Mm. Wow.
0: Wow. How do we mitigate that? That happens yeah. to
1: me all the time.
2: <laughs> I was just going to say that this is happening to service providers all the time, and it's just kind of something that people accept. But I think that there's some some tools and tricks that we can use to kind of help mitigate it, as you say, and, and make sure that we're still earning not just what we earned last year, but even more with some really beautiful time off that we can recharge and, and get back into it afterwards. So. Um, the first thing I think you need to do is you need to plan your time off in advance, well in advance. And I learned this trick from Peter Mahoney, uh, who's the president of Summit Salon Business Center and a mentor of mine. And I've been doing it now for um, about four years and it's just completely changed my life. Um, So what I mean by that is I want you to sit down with your calendar and with your partner, if you have one and you need to plan time off together, I want you to sit down and look at that calendar in like November or December for the following year, and then you're going to pick your time off for that whole entire year before the year even starts, before the ball drops. I want you to know exactly when you're going to take off in that following year.
0: So, what weeks you're taking off? You want to, you want to, you want to uh, pre-know that
2: exactly. So, for me personally, what I do is I like to take about ten days off in the spring, somewhere time around April. Um, and I like to take 10 days off in September. Um, and then I'll take probably three or four long weekends uh, where I like to get out of town in, um, in the summer because that's how we do it in New England, right? So I've got those dates already determined for actually, you know, for the next year. So that by the end of November, I already know what I'm doing for time. I don't know what I'm doing. I know when I'm doing my time off in the following year. And that's the key. You don't have to know exactly what you're doing. The idea is that you're just going to fill it up with something really cool, but you have to create this non-negotiable time off that you know is coming up for yourself.
0: I love that. Totally. You know? So...
2: Yeah, the trick is non-negotiable though, because what happens to all of us, stuff comes up, opportunities happen. You have to make a decision about how important this time off is to you and how much you're going to need it so that you can actually like say no, I'm not going to take advantage of this opportunity. This is time off for me and my family. This is what I've set aside to create that balance in my life.
0: Mm, I love that. All right. So I know what weeks I'm taking off next year. How am I going to set up my book or how am I going to set up, you know, the year so I'm not losing money or, 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 you know, how am I going to make that money up? Yep, exactly.
2: I think the key to this is just to really go back to your guests and what they need. So, you know, every single one of your guests, based on the service that they get, there is a schedule for how often they need to come and see you. And of course, that schedule is going to be interrupted by your time off. But that doesn't mean that they should come one or two times less in the year, just because their particular schedule conflicts. We have to actually look at our guest needs, and this is all about rebook, you guys. Rebook them around your Vacation time or your time off, so that you're still making the same amount of money and you're seeing those guests the same number of times within that year.
1: Boom, that makes sense.
0: Makes total sense, right? And yeah, then so so- as a, as a pre booking, then I'm pre booking on a time that would be uh, that would be scheduled off, and then you have to cancel them and then squeeze. Do the cancel and squeeze.
2: Exactly. And you know, it's only going to affect a certain number of people. So it's not like we have to look at all of the guests, right? We know that people are pretty much on a schedule if you're doing really well. And if you're going to spend the more time you want to take off, I'd say the higher your rebook percentage needs to be. So if I'm looking at that 10 days and I know that that would potentially impact, you know, um, let's say, uh, it would probably impact somewhere around 30 guests, right? Um, I need to look at those 30 guests and say, okay, this is, here's, here are their names. These are the number of times that they would be coming in in the year. Let's make sure that we come up with a schedule for them that works and that we're very conscious about rebooking them around the vacation so that they still come in. Let's say they come in every six weeks. They're still going to come in eight times that year.
1: Or they just might have to come in five weeks Uh One of those trips.
2: Yeah, for two of those appointments, right? So, which is fine um, because the key, right, this isn't about tricking them and it's not about bamboozling them. This is about, we don't want our guests to have a bad hair day, right? Right. that's, That's the other thing that happens. You know, our guests are like knocking down the door when we get back from vacation and their hair's jacked up because they didn't get a chance to get in with us on a schedule that worked for them. We have to go back to making it about them. And once we do that, we'll actually find that it fills in our schedule quite beautifully. Um, we're going to earn a little bit more on the front end and the back end of that vacation that everybody's going to get taken care of. And we're going to totally fund our day off with zero opportunity cost.
1: Yeah. Imagine what they look like after five weeks versus seven weeks. So <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs>
2: right. <Exactly. laughs> well, that's <laughs> true. <Yeah>, I know.
0: <laughs> and Most right. of them would prefer to do five over, you know, if it's a six week, they would rather do the, the week before than, 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 oh, absolutely. than wait it
2: out, you know? Yeah, the- absolutely. They they want to they want to look their best, and we want them to look their best. So it's just about having those honest conversations with them. And imagine, like you know so far in advance, that you're able to have that conversation with them in a way that it doesn't disrupt their life either.
1: Yeah, because a lot of times when I pre-book my clients, they're like, oh, you know, they, they come in every four weeks, and they're like, oh, I'm gone that week. They would rather come in three weeks rather than wait five weeks. Yeah, definitely. They
0: want be- to look funky fresh for a vacation too. Yep.
2: <laughs> that's right that's right so you know that's it the rebooking and making sure that you have that plan and making sure that you have that time off in advance that's one surefire way to ensure that you mitigate the opportunity cost that's associated with taking vacations in our industry
1: love 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 it i, I wish th- i knew mean that 30 years ago
0: <laughs> think about how much money you would have made i don't know, right
2: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely
1: yeah.
0: So, so Tim, um, that so what you've given us is like the best case scenario, and in, in how one should best do this. What at Salon Hurt is, uh your salon, what um do you have a minimum of like if you want to take a vacation, how how much advance you uh, your your um, service providers have to uh, have to let the salon know.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, it's really based on the guests and the guest experience at the end of the day. I want everybody on my team to have time off. I want them to be able to recharge. I want them to be able to enjoy their lives and the success that they have in our industry. But at the same time, I need to make sure that our guests are feeling um taken care of by my company, and that they're in really good hands. So it's a minimum of six weeks uh, to request any time off in my salon company. Of course, we always make last-minute exceptions, um, but what we're asking our service providers to do in those shorter windows of time is to add a day within the week of that time off, um, or two days, maybe even the equivalent of what they're taking off, so that guests can still come in and see them within that time period.
0: So if you're off on a Tuesday or something, then you would say you you would uh, you would ask them to work Tuesday to make up for like a Friday off or something.
2: Yeah, something like that. And you know, um, what happens sometimes, and this is just you know, a little aside for our owners here, is we'll get somebody that wants the Saturday off, which is typical. Who doesn't want a Saturday off? And they're going to try to fill it. Um, they're going to try to replace it with a Monday day shift. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have to have an honest conversation with them about those Saturday clients and whether or not they're still going to be able to um, see you. So maybe we have to look instead of, at adding an, an evening shift instead of a, a day shift to make up for us.
0: That's funny. True, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're Saturdays for a reason.
2: That's right. Well, you know, and especially if you're at that place in your career where most of your guests need to come in after work hours, so in the evenings right. or on Saturdays, which we find that younger people—that's usually the case—because they're doing their peers plus ten. So people in their twenties and and in their early thirties don't necessarily have the opportunity to take time off work to go to the salon.
0: I dig that. Are you finding, and and I don't know if this is a and Tony, and I've had this conversation like like in the you know, we're right outside of D.C. and there's a lot of government work that's now working from home and there's a lot of like companies in the area that are working from home. Are you are you finding that I find that like like the you know, that 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 three o'clock window that was dead for so long that, that, that those are almost like the ideal times for a lot of people that are working, you know, I put it in quotations from home, you know, um, but I find that those are priorities. And actually, my evenings have uh, have lightened up a bit, you know, if I'm going back 25 years when I first got in the industry.
2: That's a really keen observation. And I love that even we're talking about this, because um, what we know about even millennials, right? So they've actually changed the way that we approach the work-life balance um, and have created like more free time, more flexibility with schedules, which has kind of thrown off some of the rules and some of the standards that we've experienced in our salon. I've talked to you guys about this before. In my salon, we had this salon siesta. It's like from one thirty to three 3.00 o'clock or 3.30 where the salon was really quiet we're starting to see that that's actually starting to fill up more and more. And now we're really needing to close on Friday at six because nobody wants to come on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And that's just like, I think, like you said, it's it's tied into the work market or the work culture that we see shifting in America today.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I have plenty of clients that they're sitting up front waiting and doing work still. They brought their laptops so they can continue yeah. to work all the way. Yeah.
2: There's some salons that actually have to open up at 6.30 in the morning because they're taking care of a work clientele that's commuting into a large city. So no, it looks think, like you're
0: carried away now, Tim. Hold on, hold on, slow down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't think about it. Like you could you could work from 6.30 to 12.30 and then have the rest of your, your life off. I mean, it's not really that terrible.
0: You know? I, I've, I've, I've actually noticed that uh, that Saturdays are no longer the priority that they once were either. You know, yeah. and I don't know if it's because of where I am in my career as far as age-wise or how long I've been doing it, but it's just, it, it seems like it, it's not. It doesn't but, sound like you have very many young people in your book. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> but, you know, again, you know, if I go back to the early on in my career, like there was Saturdays was such the, you know, it would book up, you know, six months in advance. You know what I mean? And now, like, it just doesn't seem to be the same priority. And I, I think it's because, you know, there's, there's such a, there, there's so many of my, Uh, so much of my clientele that works you know from from quote-unquote home
2: (laughs) yeah so much more flexibility in the workplace uh, which is just great for us because now we can actually have a little bit more flexibility in our workplace right
0: yeah some of us on Saturdays mark off at two o'clock so they can have you know the whole afternoon off
2: if I was your coach I'd coach you not to work Saturdays at all
1: boom See, well, I'm already starting. That was, that was he's, a jab at me. He's halfway there. Right. That was a jab at me.
2: You know, you'd Start with every other. And then after uh, a couple of months or, or three at every other, you'd be coming to me saying, I don't want to work Saturdays anymore. And I'd say, good, let's, let's end this now. Let's, let's work it. I like yeah. that.
0: We've been at, um, Tony and I have been at four days a week since uh, for a long time now. That's great. And I, I've, uh, I, I'm a big proponent of that. Like, You know, I think if I had my own salon company, it would would, would be mandatory four days a week.
2: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's great. I mean, you know, I think we have to in salons, we just have to be flexible with what people want, right? I have some people that work three days a week. Uh, They do their full time in three days a week. Now they have to earn the right to be able to do that. So these are level five, level sixes, you know, some of my big earners. Um, But I want to be flexible with everybody because I want them to have the life that they want to have. I'm just going to be honest with them about building their career and how their schedule impacts that.
0: Right, sure. You know, one first or second year, then you're going to have to be off those Saturdays, right? I mean, you got going yeah. You gotta have to work those Saturdays.
2: Yeah. If you yeah. want to build, you, you do. Yeah.
0: Especially if your big earners aren't in the house, right? So now you have open stations, and now, um, you know, if you get walk-ins, if if you guys do walk-ins on, you know, Saturdays, certainly are are, are walk-in
1: priority days. That's right. I, I love I love the Tim's uh, just his whole outlook on the whole thing. He wants the best life for his stylist, right? Yeah. At the same time, you know, it is a business that they're running together. You know, he's having those honest conversations with them. You know what I mean? I I love that. That's it, man. So Tim, you got anything else to add?
2: Yeah. The only thing that I would say is we're talking about funding your day off is you have to have a savings plan. I mean, I want you guys to consider um, putting away the first $10 of your tips every single day. You know, Mm -hmm. if we do that, and we're working on average 20 days, um, that's 240, that's about $2,500 a year that you can squirrel away for your vacation.
0: For 10 bucks.
2: For 10 bucks a day. So, I mean, it's just, it's that simple at the end of the day, Or, or whatever, maybe it's even more than that. Or maybe your company has some sort of Um, savings plan that you can you can delve into or if you have direct deposit considering having a percentage of your check go into a separate bank account that you don't even have a debit card for so like I have many accounts in my own I mean because I know myself right if I have the money in this account that's spendable, I'm gonna spend it, right? <laughs> it's uh, spendable, man. Hey, <laughs> I, I could spend it. So I have these accounts where things go um, for whether it's for bills or my mortgage or whatever. That I don't even I don't even know the account number. I don't have a piece of plastic where I can access that money in any way. It just mm-hmm. kind of automatically goes there and then serves its purpose and leaves. Um, set up those kinds of systems and tools for yourself so that you're you're saving that money so that you can have the kind of vacations that you deserve to have. Um, and that you're not scrambling at the last minute uh, to find the money or borrowing from something else that you should be paying in order to enjoy that vacation with your family.
0: We, um a few months ago, we did a podcast with a guy named Brian Noons and uh, he was putting $30 a day away of his tips. And he said before no time, he was at a hundred grand, you know, a hundred thousand. He also said, which I thought was so insightful. He said, when I didn't have money, I love to spend money. When I had money, I hate to spend money. <laughs> so when I don't have it, I want it, you know, and when I have it, I don't want to spend it. I thought that was just so insightful and so great.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, at $30 a day, that's $7,200 a year. Within eight years, you're looking at a hundred grand savings if it's an interest bearing account. So like, absolutely. Actually,
0: I think if I remember the conversation correctly, I think he did it every day. So he did yeah. $30 times seven.
2: Oh, times seven.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he would like that was his
1: discipline. Like if you know So even if he worked five days, he would put uh thirty dollars, you know, those extra two days out of that those five days. Exactly.
2: It's like dues. I'm gonna pay my dues today. It's totally, <laughs> totally <is. laughs> it totally is. Pay yourself first, right?
0: Yeah. Nope. And then he took that hundred grand and he went around the world.
2: That is rad. He, that took is a so year off,
0: he took a year off and he went around the world, which is it's insane. And create,
2: $30 a day. How many stylists like blow $30 on lunch and Starbucks? Every that's, single
0: day? That That's exactly what our conversation was with Brian, you yeah. know?
2: But I, I want to say, I, I would never say this. And I actually have this written down. That I'm never going to say it, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> no, I, I would never want to say, don't do the Starbucks and the lunch. We don't live in an or uh, industry, right? So I'm not going to say if I want to go to Paris that I, I can't have Starbucks anymore. I'm going to say, I like my Starbucks and I want to go to Paris. So, this is what I'm going to have to do behind the chair in order to have both.
1: Boom. Chaka laka laka laga laga laga. I said, I I like that mentality right there. Yep. I I don't want to give up to get something else. Uh Uh-uh. How can I have both?
2: Yeah. And I i mean, you know, I don't believe in like, you know, that's the way that we actually get things in life. I believe that we have to look at our earning in this dynamic industry and just say, hey, how can I turn the dial? How can I make more? And I can have all the things that I want in life.
0: I love that. I think that was a, uh, I think that's rich dad, poor dad philosophy, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%.
1: Wasn't it rich dad? I'm going to Tim in my pocket. <laughs> can I get like a little miniature Tim and just carry Tim around? I love
2: it. I should market that.
0: Right. Just a little Tim in your pocket.
2: Just a little T in the P. <laughs> I'm not going there.
0: <laughs> Tim, dude, that was uh, that was awesome.
2: Thanks guys. I mean, you know, let's all uh, let's all earn right and earn smart and take time off and have a fun life. Life is for living. Let's have a good time.
0: Boom. Mr. Tim Fisk, thank you very, very much for joining us on your ten minutes on your day off. Or whatever. Thanks.